This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Aloha, y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers and the breaking of all things normal. Aloha, y'all. Wow. I guess it's 11, 11 a.m., yes. as my mom just noted. And as many of y'all know, the, the 11s have been a big number lately, uh, especially considering Tribe Vitamins was uh, funded at 11.11. Is that right? On 11.11 a.m. Wow. At 111% funding. Amazing. <laughs> and I know that's one thing I'm excited to have you on the podcast for. I mean, there's so many reasons, as y'all could imagine. Um, but one of the things, let's just get right off the start, because you've been going around preaching about tribe vitamins. Oh, you're, yes. you're one of the more powerful testimonies for the, short t- the short-lived time that they've been out on the market. What, what do you have to say about tribe vitamins, Mother? Well, they have made a huge difference in my life. Um, I would say after two days, the first two days of starting the tribe vitamins, I noticed uh, a huge difference in the way that I have been feeling. Um, the main issue I'd been having for quite a, a period of time, over a year, was uh, tightness in my abdomen. Uh, for no apparent reason, just tightness. Um, And I had had multiple diagnostic exams, x-rays, CT, everything came back negative for anything uh, seriously medically wrong. And two days after beginning to try vitamins, this tightness subsided. Um, It it just kind of vanished. And at times... uh, there would be uh, all right. Yeah. So you that and the one thing I want to say about the tribe vitamins, the intention in creating this, and I am going to see how this carries over to the COVID conversation because that's something that you tested positive for earlier in the month, and you've had a whole journey with that. Yes. But uh, my understanding of this bison liver, it seems to be really like an indigenous adaptogen, and what I mean by that is I I believe, from my understanding and research that the people that thrived on this land before the Europeans got here, before there was a government, before there was a pharmacy, before there was even fences, Mm -hmm. would use bison liver as medicine uh, for people that were sick or if they wanted more energy for um, a hunt. It was like the very sacred, revered medicine. And most people that take it seem to get a deeper, longer lasting stamina, endurance, and energy, like a right. grounded energy, almost like how they would feel like if they have a good cup of coffee without the crash that lasts right. throughout the day. But I've also heard these crazy testimonies from people, um, like you're saying, that it might have well, helped your yeah. stomach pain. I mean, several different things. Number one, I was dealing with uh, anxiety that had been, I felt, uh, caused because of the tightness in my abdomen. I also have issues with my blood pressure. Um, I am still taking my medication, but I do monitor my blood pressure throughout the day. And every single day when things were just settled down or on a regular basis, my blood pressure uh, has been running much lower in the very normal range, 120 over 80, uh, consistently. Now, there, you know, there's been some things that came up, like you mentioned about the coronavirus and things like that, episodes where everything just seemed to go out of proportion. Uh, but 
when I would concentrate and make sure I was taking the tri-vitamins, the tightness in my abdomen just disappeared, which also relieved the anxiety because I realized that there's no reason I had the tightness in my stomach. It was probably being fed by uh, the tightness and no answers to why this tightness uh, occurred. It was almost like I was looking for somebody to find something wrong so that I would have a reason. And it was ma- it was magical. It was spiritual in within me that when I began the tri-vitamins, within two days, uh, the tightness was gone from my abdomen, which also uh, lowered my anxiety, which in turn, I think, lowered my blood pressure. And it, it, it was miraculous. It has been a miracle, nothing short of a miracle in my life. And I am eternally grateful. It's, it's, it overwhelms me to the point where uh, I just can't express how it has changed my life. It is, had, has been a life-changing experience. And then uh, I can bring up about the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that just means so much for me to hear you say that. It's, 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 this is, there has been so many things in my life um, lately that there, it would just be silly to not believe in the divinity of it. And it makes me wonder um, how much of your stomach ailments had to do with me. It's not like I created this tri-vitamins for your stomach, but it's just such an affirmation that that's just one of the affirmations, divine affirmations that I've gotten to receive that of all people that this first batch has helped so much. Uh, my mom seems to be the most fire <laughs> on fire about it. And you're, you've been a nurse for 42 years, is yes. that right? And so has our dad's been a pharmacist for over 42 years. Our dad's probably handled more capsules than anyone, anybody knows on the show. Exactly. And um, you're very picky. So I, I, <laughs> like I wasn't even anticipating you potentially even trying to try vitamins, much less being obsessed with them. Well, number one, I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in everything that you stand for, that you are my number one son, my first son. And from the day you were born, I knew that you were special. And having you here, we've had a lot of little stressors that have come up along the way because of just personal issues that you're dealing with in your life, tremendous issues. Um, Also, uh, things that have happened personally here so it was hard to see the big picture until recently. And number one, I do believe that God has his hand on you. I gave you to him at birth because you were a gift that God gave me for a time to enjoy all along the way. And I saw miracles in your life, the things that you were capable of. And having, just having you here in my presence I pro- if anybody else had offered me to try vitamins, I would probably have not taken them. And that is because vitamins in general tend to, I don't like the effect of vitamins. I don't like the taste. They have caused me to have reflux, that type of thing. These vitamins are so easy to swallow. I take them in the morning with coffee. Uh, they work good with coffee. That's, that's how I do it. I take it with my coffee. And I have no aftertaste. I don't notice them to swallow them, that they are in any way hard to swallow. Um, No aftertaste, no smell of vitamins. Uh, It it just, they go down easy. And uh, with that being said, 
uh, I know that it was a divine thing from God, that God sent you here, and because I knew that I believe in you, I gladly tried them, and they have performed a miracle in my life, relieving the tightness in my abdomen, relieving my blood pressure, letting it to just be able to relax and uh, be at the, the level that it should be. And the anxiety also, all those things have been removed from my life because of the tribe vitamins. Well, yeah, I'm really excited for uh, you to get your next batch. I know you're kind of like, wait, when are the next batch coming? And anyone that's listening that's already ordered, we're anticipating this next batch being mailed out before the end of January. And I would definitely encourage anyone that has the inkling to try them, but especially women, because um, a lot of women are anemic or borderline anemic or have low iron mm -hmm. levels. And this might be the food or the substance that has the highest amount of bioavailable iron per pill on the market, unless it's been manufactured. And you, miss, you mentioned all the other vitamins out there that give you acid reflux and who knows what this, what's in them. Yeah, I'm pretty amazed. Um, even dealing with manufacturers that are in this industry, when they found out like how much milligrams fits in per capsule, one of the guys who I think holds one of the highest standards was like, yeah, well, why don't we just fill it with rice bran? Um, the rest of it with rice bran. So you get the complete 500 milligrams. And I'm like, no, that's not my interest. Uh, let's just say the indigenous people, once again, were not adding rice bran to their liver. And that is the issue with the vitamin industry. And in my opinion, the healthcare industry, which I want to talk to you, talk to you about, that when capitalism is in bed with healthcare, sometimes things can get gray because it's hard to tell if someone is driven by profits or actually by driven by helping people in the best way possible. And I do think that tribe vitamins, that's a testimony to it. And if you want to try those out, because that's just one ingredient, you can even, if you don't want to have the vegetable cellulose capsule, you can pour it out. It's a pretty strong taste. But if you like the taste of it, it's probably a meaning that you, your body needs that much more. So I'm excited to hear, especially from the other moms out there that might order that, get a bottle of these next tribe vitamins, because we are dealing with very micro, micro batches. We oversold out of our first batch. And the next one, I said, we'll have about 1,500 bottles uh, getting ready to be shipped out by the end of January for people that make the orders. So check that out at tribevitamins.com. And this might be a good transition to shift into this, the healthcare system, since you've been a part of it for so long and you even watched me almost, almost go that direction when I took the MCATs and everything. Um, let's, let's start with the C word. Okay. So it, here y'all are, probably, probably for most of the year, being pretty worried about... Very worried and careful. Yeah, about not contracting right. this C word potentially. But all of a sudden one day, and I'll try to explain this story, <clears throat> about three weeks ago probably, Emily started having like, uh, my youngest sister seemed like she had a lot of the symptoms of the C word, like a little bit of a dry cough and sore throat right. and runny nose. Funny feeling in her chest. Uh, yep. And then sure enough that she seemed to get over it pretty quickly, but then sure enough, our uh, dad started having symptoms yes. Then you started having symptoms and y'all both got tested for COVID earlier in the month. And sure enough, they, weeks back. they both came out positive. He was positive on a, on a Sunday. I was positive on a Monday, the 3rd and 4th of January. <laughs> and this is the trippiest part. Then I think our sister got tested a little bit afterwards and she tested negative. Negative. And I've heard about this. I've heard that like even someone like Elon Musk, he was tweeting about how he tested positive and negative back to back in the same day and something really fishy is going on. <laughs> and that is something to look up speci specifically the PCR testing. Um, allegedly, the, the, per the Nobel Peace Prize winner that made that test specifically says this is not a diagnostic tool. 
And that's really just the beginning of the confusion around all this. But for for people that are out there, because there's been obviously so many people out there that have been affected by this already and that are still being affected by it and probably are scared of being affected about it. Why don't we, uh, why don't you explain what happened to you and what did you do um, and your symptoms and your experience of it versus my uh, sisters and versus our dads and what the difference techniques y'all used and maybe any advice you could give out there. Because I, I have a feeling there's going to be some people tuning into this that are really, really scared about this. And for me, I've been with y'all the whole time. Yeah. I did notice a while back that like my taste and smell got dulled a little bit, uh-huh. but I, I don't, I doubt I would test positive. I, I don't even know who knows, maybe perfectly healthy people that don't have it could test positive allegedly as well. But it's just so weird to see like, oh, Daniel seems completely fine. He, he's saying he hasn't smell and taste as good for a few days. Emily seemed like she got a, a common cold. Uh, our dad seems like he was fine and then started getting worse and worse until where he switched his medication. And you seem like you've been on a little bit of a roller coaster ride with it, but overall <laughs> better than our dad. So right. what, do you have any explanation? And then I want to talk about how you've seen people blindly follow the medical system to their own oh, detriment yeah. and yes. how you have broke normal with that, with how you cared for your mom, my grandma, and all the other places. I mean, even as simple as the hydroxychloroquine score story yes. when you got tested positive, how the doctor did not want to give it to you. He did not give it to our dad. He gave him an antiparasitic right. medication instead. And then my mom apparently was very pushy about, I'm getting that hydroxychloroquine. Um, you know, exactly. if y'all haven't seen all the videos before they were censored, for some reason, it doesn't seem like the people in power necessarily want people to know about the potential <laughs> uh, effects of hydroxychloroquine with this virus. Maybe that's because um, a vaccine would make a lot more money for these companies because hydroxychloroquine is a drug that's been out for so long. It's derived from cinchona bark where uh, there's been all kinds of miraculous things around it for um, ages, but there is a lot of resistance uh, and censorship around yes, it. So why definitely. don't you uh, tell us about yeah, this for so the mean, people I'm that are interested? Just, it's, it's a crazy, crazy situation because number one, uh, going back to February, March, whenever we started hearing about the coronavirus, uh, my husband... Uh, his is a news hound. He is in the news starting morning tonight. And the news has bothered me from all of a sudden I cannot tolerate having to walk in a room and hear the news just because there's so much controversy over everything. But the one thing that stood out to me and that uh, my husband kept pushing because, you know, we did listen to some videos early on that the number one drug that was mentioned was the hydroxychloroquine. And I, I knew I knew about it just from you know walking through the room and hearing bits and pieces and this and that and then him feeling so strong about it and it was very. If you listen to the podcast with him, he was specifically yes. microdosing slash prophylactically exactly. taking quinine derived substances exactly. like tonic water. And he even I remember like if y'all listen to that podcast. He was highly suggesting if anyone that did get this <laughs> exactly. to maybe think consider taking hydroxychloroquine, Zithromax, um, erythromycin, and zinc. Is Zithromax yes. and erythromycin the same thing, or is it different? It's different. Okay, so why, all right, let's talk about this because I do. If someone's out there and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I got," they feel like they have a sore throat and they might be really scared, and they do get a positive COVID test, and the COVID people tell them, "Well, why don't you just 
take this anti-parasite or something like that. Tell yeah, us, I mean, tell us what it, happened with I you. I was so shocked. Yes. And, and again, it was a godly thing. God, it had his hand on this situation. Uh, it just so happened, uh, that Bob, my husband, uh, went to be tested a day before me. And, you know, we went to an urgent care center, typical urgent care, the PA that was on duty that day, um, I usually we're together with things like this, but just because of circumstances, he went alone. Uh, he met with this PA, and the PA uh, prescribed some random uh, imervectin or something of that sort, anti-parasitic drug. Um, it's like Vivectrum or something like that. And allegedly, there are studies out there that show it could potentially reduce the mortality rate of COVID right. by 80%. So, so my, my husband just, you know, went with what was suggested, what was prescribed. He came home with that, and I, I, my mouth dropped. I said, you, he gave you what? And, I, you know, I thought about it, and, and then, um, so I, and mean, meanwhile, I decided to go get tested the next day because I'm thinking if he's, in, you know, I'm in the same house, you know, there's a chance that I might test positive. Sure enough, I go, I meet with the same PA, um, and you never know who you're going to get at these urgent care centers. Uh, and immediately he started talking to me about the same course of treatment. And I said, uh, no, why would I take an antiparasitic, the drug that I have heard so many reputable people, including close friends that I have in the medical profession, that I have confidence in because I've known them for so many years have said hydroxychloroquine and Zithromax. Those drugs are just, were just in my mind. And I said, I do not want an antiparasitic, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I feel confident that the hydroxychloroquine and the Zithromax is what I want. So can you just write me a, pres write me a prescription for the drugs that I feel and know and have confidence in working. So And so he looked at me a little strange, and then he said, uh, okay. And hesitantly, he, he gave me what I asked for. And I immediately consulted with my friends as I am, you know, in line. They're waiting because it's a drive-in type thing. A uh, guy got my prescription. I started taking, as prescribed, the 200 uh, milligrams of hydroxychloroquine, uh, twice daily, and the uh, Zithromax 500 a day. And um, through the course of one week, um, my husband had to go back to be tested, uh, or he felt the need to, because of going back to work. And so we both got tested um, one week later, one week later. Um, and actually, I was a little bit early because he had gone on a Sunday uh, I went on a Monday, we went back on a Friday, which was a few days, you know, in less than a week. And he tested positive and I tested negative. And in the meantime, his symptoms had gotten worse. You know, in my observations, I, I could look at him and tell that he was in a different place than I was. His, he was having problems breathing. He was uh, just randomly falling asleep. And I was not surprised about the results. Um, and so hesitantly, uh, he, you know, it was not easy. I'll just say that it was not easy. But then he got the prescriptions for the hydroxychloroquine and the Zithromax, and now he's doing much better. Um, 
my breath sounds uh, on the first test when I was negative, my breath sounds, my lungs were clear. I had nothing in my lungs where I, early in the week, when I, one day into, after being tested, I, I could feel congestion in my chest, but it subsided almost within a day the next day. I could feel myself getting better with the hydroxychloroquine, which that does lead into uh, my previous experience in, in the healthcare field. And I'll also take a note that not only did you do the hydroxychloroquine, but you also did this um, infusion of the antibodies. Yes. Uh, again, my friend and my cardiologist uh, had suggested to me, he said, you need to get involved with the COVID hotline through Emory University. I did that, and I was immediately told that I needed to have an antibody infusion, which is offered through the Emory healthcare system. And I, there's a window. You, with, you, within 10 days of your first symptoms, you have to have this infusion, or it's highly suggested by top medical professionals in the field here in Atlanta uh, that you have this antibody infusion. And it, it's, a, it's a hard name to pronounce, but bam lam. Well, and this is a similar treatment that Donald Trump did. When, yes, yeah. yes. Antibody infusion, it's not exactly the same, but a very similar thing. And uh, so I was able, I was within that window. I went within uh, a couple of days of this suggestion. So I was, I was probably seven days in, into that window. Um, and almost immediately, I felt like that I was healed. Uh, this infusion, along with the uh, hydroxychloroquine and the Zithromax, have made me symptom-free at this point. I am—I had lost my voice. I didn't even mention that. I was totally hoarse. There is a slight side effect to some of the medication. I noticed it's made me a little bit jittery. Um, but believe me, that is so much easier to deal with than having your lungs fill up with fluid or possibly mucus that could stop your breathing and literally kill you. And uh, if, if I had not been aggressive, if I had not been demanding of what I wanted just from my uh, discernment that God gave me to know the facts and to filter out all the nonsense through both the news media and social media and uh, things being taken down that I felt were truth, uh, that people were not allowed to see. I just went with my godly discernment, the gift that God gave me to be able to realize what is truth and what is not truth. And that, that does lead me into some personal experiences, both with um, my youngest son, Nathaniel, um, he, when he was 17 years old, he had surgery. I I'm an RN. I have never worked doing... Which stands for registered nurse. Yes, uh, for f over 40 years. We'll just say that over 40 years. My specialty was working in open-heart surgery, which for at least 25, 30 years of, of that 42 years, I was working uh, in open-heart surgery, hands-on, uh, I, I'm not bragging by any means, but I have a lot of good practical knowledge about the medical field, working with top professionals at many hospitals. 
the top hospitals in Atlanta, Miami Beach. Um, and I have, uh, I just have a lot of wisdom that I have gathered over the years that things that you have to be careful of when you're in a hospital setting. Um, excuse me, I have a little dry mouth from some of the side effects of the medication, but that's okay. Uh, with that being said, my son would have died if I had left the hospital because over the course of five days, uh, post-op from the surgery he had on his chest, um, he became a different person. He was not able to function. He was laying in bed. He could not move around. This is a, an athlete, a swimmer, a top-notch swimmer and state record breaker uh, in swimming. I saw my son leaving. I saw life leaving his body, and I kept saying to the nurses, we need to find out what's going on with Nathaniel. This is not my son that I'm looking at. He is losing ability to function. On the fifth day, the fifth day, he should have been out of the hospital by then. He looked at me and he said, Mommy, I can't, I can't, I can't think. I, I, can't, I can't think anymore. And I, I'm immediately I, I demanded that he have a blood count done. They checked his blood count, and you would think he was in cardiac arrest. People were just coming out of the walls, invading his room. He had to be taken immediately. When they checked his blood count, it was so low that he had to immediately be in, uh, infused with three units of packed red blood cells. They took him to the OR at midnight, and then he had to go to ICU. He would have died he would have went into a full cardiac arrest had I not been there and demanded that they do something for him. I went up to the nurse's station. I said, if you don't do a, a blood count on him right now, we're going to have a big problem. And they, it, it was immediate action. And because of that, my son's life was saved. And it was because I never left there and I watched him I watched what was going on with my son. Again, my mother, I won't even get into that, but my mother, thank God for my mother, just uh, instilling so much into my life that I still have thoughts of the, the wisdom that she instilled into me. Her, her words come back to me constantly, and I'm thinking, oh, God, thank you for that wisdom from my godly mother. But she, she lived to be 100 years old in four days. And only, only the last two or three years of her life did she become to a point where I saw that she was having many, many issues. And again, I stayed, she had to go in the hospital seven times during her last year. And I, I never left her side. Had I left her side, she would have died much sooner. And I, I felt like there was no reason for her to die if she, if God was not ready for her. And I saw things happen in, that ho in the hospital. She was in two, three different hospitals. Excuse me. Um, and had I, not, had I left her side, she would have been abused. She would have been neglected. Um, I, it was just so obvious that I needed to be there with my mother. And because of that, she lived to be 100 years old in four days. Um, and I just think back, you know, how little we know as humans on this earth. I, I remember so many times she said, I would say, Mom, I'm sure you're going to be here when you're 100. She said, oh, no, I'll never live to be 100. And 
she lived to be 100 years old. And I thank God for every bit of that time. Um, I think that I became a nurse to be able to, when it was important to be there for my family members. And I, I'm just letting everyone out there know that you need to take part in your health care. Don't just accept what is put in your face and as what you have to believe, because it's not. You have to be there. You have to ask questions. You have to insist. When you have discernment that something is not right, you speak up and say, no, I want, I want what I want. I want you to do the right thing. I'm not going to accept what you're telling me to do. You, you do research. You see what works. You listen to people that are wise and that you feel that have led you in that direction. And you speak up and demand what you want. Wow. Well, the way our structure has been set up, um, especially since capitalism has been mixed in with healthcare, it seemed, my understanding is the strongest symbol in American culture for people to blindly trust is a white lab coat. Um, they've done so many experiments on this. I mean, just heck, look at a pharmaceutical commercial. Do you think those are actually doctors in those lab coats? No, they dress those actors in lab coats for a reason because they know the power of what, how much leverage that gets in people's minds. And I do think it is a very normal behavior in the past, I'll put that in the past, for people to blindly trust people in white lab coats, whether it's a doctor or a pharmacist or a nurse or whatever it might be. And yeah, I was there when I uh, with Nathaniel and I remember remember you demanding, like making a big, fun, comfortable stink. Yes, and that's not and, and my not, normal personality. Not many people would listen. It was very hard, you know, and I would explain, you know, my credentials and they would say, oh, this is just how we, this is the, the routine. Yeah, I remember them saying that everything that was happening with Nathaniel was normal, but in the yes. meantime, he was uh, bleeding out. Yes. And that by you speaking up and being fun, comfortable enough to... A uh, question, question the man or the woman in the white lab coats. Yeah, you probably saved Nathaniel's life. I'm convinced that if had I not been there and demanded what I did, when I did, he would not be with us today. And you also mentioned the social media of how this is people in the news. And um, yeah, I remember very specifically around March, and you, you probably saw some of the video, but I think the, the doctors, there was one awesome, like, uh, African woman, yes. and she was uh, really passionate. You could tell, like she was oh, about to, yes. on the verge of tears. Of uh, <laughs> I guess I feel like I'm on the verge of tears, but um, how she was screaming on top of her lungs about this uh, hydroxychloroquine and Zithromax and, and zinc and the recovery. That and like she, had the, she said, like four. I think she was talking about 400 plus patients, yes. zero deaths, ze like cured within days, and like screaming this, and it was getting removed off of social media. Almost I don't know immediately. If it's, yeah, I don't know if it's still on there. I have a screen share of that, and I have some screen shares of like the exact prescription that she would suggest, and her, her cohort of other doctor friends that were trying to get the word out there. But it's funny how like stuff like that gets removed so quickly. But in the meantime, any um, propaganda around the vaccine of people getting the vaccine seems to be very published. And if someone says something against the vaccine, it seems like the CDC or some other website will be linked to their expression there. And I find it very peculiar that our dad, and I don't know if you were thinking about doing it or not, maybe you were uh, questioning it, but our dad was pretty much ready to get mm -hmm. the vaccine. He was pretty much ready to get the vaccine. And the day, the next day is when he tested started, positive for COVID. Right. He started feeling symptomatic. And that was the reason he was, he was feeling a little sick, which vaccines are not recommended 
um, if a person is feeling sick. So he held off a Saturday before he was t- he tested positive on Sunday. He had an appointment set up to get the vaccine, but because of his symptoms, he decided to hold off. And and again, a divine gift from God. I feel like we got the disease because we were not supposed to get the vaccine. I, I honestly believe that uh, we were not supposed to get the vaccine. I'm not saying, I'm not telling anyone out there to or to, not to. I'm just saying, question, pray, ask God to show you what is right for you. Because just because uh, the media is telling you that, that have the vaccine, this is going to keep you safe. There's so much unknown. There is so much unknown at this point about the effects of the vaccine. So don't just accept that as being the truth because that's what's being shown to you. Uh, use your godly discernment. Question, ask questions, and decide what's right for you. Yeah, I mean, and when you're saying like use your godly discernment, it is that like who knows about someone's health better than they know themselves. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, as you guess, it's just so scary, or it's been so scary to see so many people just like blindly trust or blindly outsource their inner guidance system to others because of the fear that is being passed along through social media and the news. And I, I do, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned in the very beginning of how the news is uh, probably not what you would prescribe for people during no. these times. And actually at this point I have, um, I do not watch the news and I have very much limited, I try, I, I do uh, participate in social media, some mainly for family, just to f- watch my family, but uh, all the, media that's out there, you know, taking things down that are possibly true or probably true and then forcing you to see certain things. No, I'm not partaking in that anymore. Well, and then someone asked, I mean, I see some really cool comments coming in and if anyone else has any questions, feel free to ask. But Kim Lal or Kern, Kern Lal asked if you have any thoughts on how people are being guided to get the vaccine even after they have tested positive? Yes, I have heard. (laughs) I actually just heard, I don't even know where it came from at this point, but I was told that uh, there have been reports that if you are sick and you take the vaccine, that that can get you out of it quicker. And when I heard that, I'm thinking, no, uh, all my knowledge that I have ever known, if you're sick with any virus, you, you, you stay away from the vaccine. Well, let's make it like the flu vaccine. Because yes. this is what, in a way, this seems to be extremely similar to the flu. And, and now it seems like an extremely like cultural, it, the, the culture is reacting very different, although the symptoms seem so similar. And I, I'm not saying they're the same. I'm not saying the same. There's a good, from what I understand, this might be more dangerous for elderly than the flu. Right. Whereas the flu might be more dangerous for young people. Possibly so. But do people, when they get the flu, is that the time to get the vaccine? No. Never. (laughs) No. Absolutely never. So it's like really, people have really got to, I would say, turn up the inner guidance right now because there is a lot of misinformation. And if you want to get to the root of the deception, as usual, I would say follow the money. Follow the money. Um, You mentioned our family and... 
Um, I know Araya, my doggie here, she's um, Mima's, your mother's dog's puppy. Yes. And what I kind of see you and Mima and Araya having in common is like y'all are potentially three of the sweetest beings I've ever met. But at the same time, at the right or wrong time, however you look at it, <laughs> you, y'all can be the meanest. I know. Like I Mima, knew you were coming with that. Mima, my 100-year-old <laughs> Mima that she's referencing that's now in the heavenly realm. Sometimes I wonder if Mima is with Araya somehow. Do you ever think about that? Do you- I do believe that. <laughs> I, mean, I believe that's why I have – I can – when Araya looks in my eyes – we understand each other. We have an understanding because we th- we're like-minded. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, Mima, let's just use her. She is very sweet. Like she could probably make anyone cry at any time because of just her sheer amount of love and sweetness. But she could also probably scare the crap out of <laughs> anybody, this, this fragile old hundred-year-old lady. And to me, that's kind of what... I'm hearing when someone is, if someone's watching this or they're listening to this and they are going to a hospital or going to be surrounded by people with white lab coats, that it might be tempting to outsource your wisdom and just blindly trust these people. I think it's really time to get in touch with the inner pit bull there. Yes. It's it's (laughs) like you can be sweet, but if there's something that could potentially be against your well-being, that's the time when it's time to stop taking it. There's no shit. No, pardon the French, but no shit taken from you, from Mima, or from Araya. Well, and that's um, something I think y'all all three have in common. Well, I, on that note, I would say that, you know, it's sometimes looking at myself and knowing some of my reactions, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that, this, that they understand what's going on here, but I meant it for their good. And it's because if, um, you know, there's been time, I, I love my children unconditionally. There's nothing they could do that I wouldn't forgive them for. I, it's done before they do it. The action is done if they do something that d- displeases me. But with that being said, if I feel that they are going down a wrong road or uh, they're making a, a bad decision, all of a sudden I have to become a person that I feel is not me. I have to get passionate about it. I have to make you know that it's wrong. Or if, so, if I see someone trying to hurt someone that I love, I, am, I just become a person almost that I'm not, that I don't even recognize because I have to get what I want. I have to be demanding. I have to say no. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put up with this. You know, you have to become whatever it is inside of you that that you feel. If you if you feel passionate about something, you have to become. You know what your support God wants you to become. You have to become mean. You have to uh, let people know that you are serious. As Daniel said, you have to become a pit bull. Uh, pit bulls can be bad. They can be destructive. But this pit bull. I have never seen any dog that has. It, she's like a person. She is. Uh, she she looks at me, and we don't even. She doesn't have to speak English. I know what she wants. I know what she's saying to me. When she saw me having symptoms of this COVID, and I was feeling at my worst, she would just come and look at me. She understood that I was not feeling well, and she wanted me to know she cared. She didn't have to talk. <laughs> She would look at me, and I knew what, that she cared. And that is what matters, is when you honestly know that you're being treated by a 
whether it be a physician, whether it be a friend, whether it be a stranger, you can tell just from their heart that they care and they want to help you. But when you feel that you are being trying to be put into a state of confusion or that someone's just telling you to do something because they think it's the right thing for you, you have to speak up and just say no. You have to let them know it's wrong. I'm not, I'm not going to tolerate this. Especially if it might um, be around the topic of unnecessary surgeries or removal of organs or um, unnecessary poison injected in someone's body. I mean, these are, you know, it's one thing to be shy, like in a classroom, but it's another thing to not be shy when your life depends on it. Exactly. And I mean, I definitely thank you for teaching me that lesson that as uncomfortable or as awkward as something may seem that when it's time to speak up and be a pit bull, that I know how to do that. And I think that's a lot uh, from you. <laughs> and um, speaking of Araya and our pit bull, what about her owner, Davina? Oh, Davina. Davina is a, uh, a precious, precious gift. I can't even... She's my first and only granddaughter. And ever since the day that she has come into my life, and I have got to spend uh, some very special time with her this last year, uh, she can melt your heart in a second. She is, so, she is a genius little girl. She is three years old, but she has the mind of, I don't even know. I mean, her, wis her wisdom and her, when she, wants some, when she wants you to know something, she says, listen to me. Listen to me. Oh, yeah, she's got that. She's definitely not scared to <laughs> no. embarrass herself or no. someone else when she wants to get a point across. And I mean, I, I think of it, this is what this, on a much less medical perspective to get this point across. I remember being at a retreat specifically where I was like sitting towards the back of the car and there was someone, you know, it was like a 15 passenger van and mm -hmm. the person in the back was whispering how scared they are of, of how fast the person was driving. And I was thinking, I'm like, wait, you see, see do you, if you feel like you're actually in danger, why in the world would you not ask the driver to do something about that? or to oh, slow down. Sure. And, and then that, to me, what that represented, and I've seen this in different ways from different people, but is they were so scared to ask for what they wanted. Like, for instance, can you slow down, or do we have to go that fast, or can I get out of the car? Mm -hmm. um, that they were so scared to do that, they would just rather gossip about it and do nothing about it. Just tell someone else that can't do anything about it. And I feel like that's what happens to a lot of people at hospitals. They feel that something is not right the, suge the suggestion or the idea is not true to themselves, but mm -hmm. they don't want to feel uncomfortable and, and be the person to question that. When it comes to your life or someone that you love, one of your uh, the people of your heart, you have to speak up. You have to speak up no matter what the situation. Like you said, it could be in a car. It could be a decision in life. Whatever it may be, if it feels, if it's making you feel uncomfortable and you don't feel that it's right, that's the time to speak up. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a flashback of when we were in Rhode Island once and we were taking a cab home late at night. And I was 90% sure that the cab driver was wasted. He was driving like a maniac. And, and I, I, it was like 2 a.m. and I didn't even know where I was. And I just, um, I demanded that I get out of the car and to drop me off on the side of the road. And he pulled up and left me in the gas station somewhere. And I had no idea where I was at. And my friend stayed in the car. But wow. I remember thinking, like, I'm very happy that I got out of that car. Right. 
as awkward as that was or as uncomfortable as that was because I got a lot of my, everyone in the car was like, no, don't, you're being ridiculous. He's fine. And I was looking at this guy. I'm like, this guy's wasted. He's not fine. Right. You have to be, you have to observe. You have to feel with your heart. Well, let me uh, take a few more questions because I think we're about to wrap up here. Um, and yeah, definitely thank you for being on the podcast. The, the, I think our friend there that asked the previous question had something else to say that I want to read out loud. She says she's a healthcare practitioner and it has been, oh, up, up. Um, and it's been mandated for her to be tested for the virus two times per week without knowing, without her knowing she had been exposed multiple times by patients who did not know they were positive. That did not mean that her body took the virus on. I try to teach, she tries to teach folks that just because someone has been exposed to something doesn't mean they will develop it. That is why you must use your mind to build strength and good life practices in order to cre create resilient immunity. Yeah, and I mean, on the topic of immunity and everything, it's a pretty fascinating topic. Like, how did everyone around here have such intense symptoms when I did not? And my belief around that is, like, if I was going to be very logical about it, is probably because um, a year ago, in December 2019, I had the worst cold of my life. And it was all the symptoms of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, it started with, like, a dry throat. And then a very stuffy nose, and then like an earache. Then my ear got really painful, and then I couldn't stop coughing for about two weeks. I had a really strong fever for a few days. I didn't have any hydroxychloroquine or any of that stuff. I took like Motrin, which allegedly might not be a good idea for this. So my understanding is what, when what uh, our friend there is talking about is that I probably have antibodies. And that's probably why I can be around y'all all this time and not experience the same symptoms as y'all were. And this is the thing, like... Uh, there's a book called Anti-Fragile and one of the chapters is dedicated to sharing the idea that the best way to kill someone is to get them a lifetime doctor because eventually they'll become so fragile depending on every little test and every other word from someone else that's not even based on their own health, their own health care, but giving that health responsibility to someone else that eventually it's one of the most dangerous things you can do for someone. And I kind of see as our culture with like this obsession with testing. And I understand for certain people, especially the elderly, but to make like this, this lovely young lady who's probably extremely healthy and understands immunology to be forced to take a test twice a week for what? For what? Because we have immune systems. Um, if I believe that I know better if I'm contagious or if I'm sick or if I'm experiencing something that I don't want to be around others, more than some test that's not even created to, 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 uh, to give you results on that does? Well, from my personal experience, um, honestly, I would want to be working right now helping people because of how I do believe that the symptoms of this disease uh, can vary and there are people out there that are really hurting and the, the cry of my heart is to help people. I, I Nothing makes me feel better than to be able to do nursing care for someone that needs it and needs it in a bad way. But knowing just that knowledge right there, and I've, that's not the first time I've heard that how they have to be just randomly tested. You know, you never know when you're going to get tested if you're working in the health profession right now. And like she said, twice a week, if that were happening to me, I think I would have come down with the virus much sooner than I did much sooner because I've had the same kind of experience with uh, surgery. This abdominal issue that I mentioned, I actually uh, consulted with a surgeon uh, that told me that 
if I got to the point of being miserable with that tightness, that there is a procedure that could be done where they would go in and remove part of my colon uh, to make it appear to lie in a more uniform fashion in my abdomen, not the way God has it right now. You know, I have had C-sections. All four of my children were born by C-section. So I, I don't know what my how my colon looks inside, but the whole point is I could have had a major abdominal surgery and that might make my situation with my stomach better. But again, thank God he is a uh, a good surgeon. He's, you know, I researched and went to the best of surgeons here in the Athens area that I had worked with at one of the local hospitals. He said, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just telling you that that could be done. And knowing that if I had continued on that path of being tested more and more and more about what was causing my abdominal tightness, I could have ended up having that surgery. And uh, who knows where that could have led me. Yeah, and I mean, the whole testing thing, it's like, it gives someone a snapshot of where they're currently at, which is obviously changing from testing material that might not even be reliably accurate. Exactly. So it's like, it could be giving people a false screenshot where they're at. And then my point is with all this obsession and all this, like where it's a lot of times where attention goes, energy flows. And if someone is continuously testing themselves for something. It can cause that exact problem. <laughs> it can. It and can then I've seen some really problem. sketchy stuff about... I mean, I think I saw a video, I'm sure it's not online anymore, but a doctor talking about how there is a substance in that Q-tip that they stick in people's brains. That's like a, like a type of vaccination. I don't know if I want to get into all the conspiracies right now, but it, I just also want to say that I don't know everything. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm walking by faith and sight, and I'm making sure that my inner guidance system is louder than someone else that might be incentivized by financial reasons instead of pure reasons. And I, I, once again, I'll recommend if anyone wants to get clear on what's really happening with the world right now, see if you can follow the dollar bills. And I think that'll answer a lot of it. And I thank you, Mother, for reminding people of their inner pit bull and how that could save their life in the, in the right situation. At the right time, it's key. Um, and you, we started the podcast talking about your, it seems like you're one of your favorite supplements, the tribe vitamins. The other, the one other supplement that I thought that I was pretty shocked by how much you loved um, was the, is, and I don't even know if it's a supplement, it's like a food. And that's the same thing with tribe vitamins. It's just bison liver or elk liver or bison heart. Um, this one is cherry juice. And that, the Aperium apothecary. You also seem almost oh, as obsessed. crazy about what the Aperium apothecaries use. You do is the uh, tribe vitamins. You want to tell us a little bit about that before we... Uh, Go with off the, next with the cherry juice, I'm to the point where I have one, not hidden, not hidden, but stored away so that I'm sure that I will not run out of it. And it's because one of the side effects of one of my blood pressure medicines is that I was getting swelling uh, in my ankles consistently on a daily basis. Um, not only swelling in my ankles, but my eyes were puffy and I I don't look the best today because of uh, just everything that's been going on lately with this uh, little, little illness that I had. But um, the cherry juice, after starting the cherry juice, uh, immediately, I think one day after starting the cherry juice, taking it, I take two tablespoons nightly, uh, I have no swelling from the side effect of the blood pressure medicine anymore. It's gone. 
And I am not, I'm not going to put up with having swollen ankles or swollen legs or swollen face because of uh, a side effect of a medication when I can simply just swallow some delicious cherry juice and it not be there. <laughs> it is probably one of my favorite supplements as well for a long time now. And it, so basically, if you want to get the Tribe Vitamins, y'all can go to tribevitamins.com and put your order in. And I definitely recommend that because um, for this first year, there's really not much supply of a 100% grass-finished bison liver. So there's a good chance we'll sell out. And then maybe that will incentivize all the 90-plus percent of other bison ranchers that f treat these beautiful, majestic, wild creatures like cows and take them to feedlots will stop. And then my our supply chain might 10x. But right now, there's only a few left uh, pioneers left. They're doing bison all the way on grass. And um, the project here is to shift that. So next year, maybe all bison will be all grass finished and maybe the bison population will keep repopulating. So this is to kind of create an army of awareness around our national animal and how the symbol of the bison is a lot more like breaking normal and the symbol of the cow was much more like normal. I mean, if you look at a cow that's vaccinated and put in a fence, uncastrated, and they're basically a meat suit that's easy to control. And I am sometimes getting a little overly concerned to how much people are acting like that. So I think it's time to rewild our inner child, get some bison liver in ourselves. And at night, to nightcap it all, try some cherry juice. Um, the way to get this cherry juice, I believe, if you go to ishoppurium.com, um, you can use the code BREAKINGNORMAL. And I think you get like $50 off your first order. So if, wow. you, or if you order over $75 of cherry juice, I believe you'll get a $50 coupon if it's your first order. Um, so ishoppurium.com, code breaking normal, apothecary. Anything else you want to share before um, this concludes the recording the part? Only, the only thing I would say is, you know, I don't even look at, I wouldn't even consider the price. It, there, it, it's priceless, both of those products, the tri-vitamins and the cherry juice. That's how I am. If I believe in something, money is... Um, a de just a minor detail. Yeah. I mean, I, I would add, maybe people can marinate on the question that they're trying to save money, but for something they really know would be best for them. Like how much is saving money costing you? Right. That's a joke. That is, oh, that, that is so true, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I love you and thank you for doing this with me. And I love you. And keep breaking normal, everyone.